Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Marta, Marta uh, Curbello, who is an Alexander Technique teacher who teaches in New York City, and as well she teaches in um, uh, Santa Fe and also Norwalk, Connecticut. And she's been an Alexander teacher for almost 25 years. We're going to be talking today about how the Alexander technique can be helpful to someone with a multiple sclerosis. Um, and M Marta has experienced MS and, in fact, and made quite a bit of progress uh, using Alexander skills. And indeed, her neurologist uh, was so impressed with her progress that she was asked to speak about the Alexander Technique at a major MS symposium in New York City. Uh, Marta, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I wonder if you could start by just giving our listeners a very short description of the Alexander Technique. I feel that the Alexander Technique is a skill, and it's a, a skill that you learn, and you learn it over time, and the object of it is to have more efficient movement, an easeful movement, mm -hmm. and and balance, and a balance in yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's it's useful for anybody, but I would imagine it's particularly helpful for someone with with MS or any similar disease. Absolutely, um, people that I see with MS. Uh, come in and, and they, one of the major symptoms of MS is loss of balance. Mm -hmm. um, another one is fatigue, an enormous fatigue. Mm -hmm. Not, the fatigue that you can't walk from one end of the room to the other. And the Alexander Technique calms your nervous system down and actually gives you more energy. And I found that was, that's been very useful for the people that I work with. And the balance for sure, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a, a very big difference in, in their balance and being able to be mobile, being able to live their lives. Mm -hmm. Well, a balance is something that in general, I, I guess the Alexander Technique is, is known to help people with. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about balance in our work, how we, how we manage to balance our heads on top of our spines and how our general balance is affected by that. I wonder, maybe it might be useful for us to begin with saying a little bit about how you, how someone with MS who comes to you for lessons, uh, what might they expect to happen when they first meet you? Well, it, it depends on their symptom. But for instance, people with spasticity, which is another very common um, MS symptom, um, I have a student who has issues with diagonally. She has a, her hand is turned in and her foot is turned in and can't open her hand and foot in order to move easily. And what she needs and wants and expects is for th that to open and to be able to walk freer and to use her hand. And by the end of the lesson, that is what, ha that is what happens. Mm -hmm. um, people that come in that, there, there's a, it's hard to describe with, M with MS symptom of 
fatigue or balance. It feels like there's a cloud in your head and you really are not clear with what is going on and, and sometimes it affects your eyes as well, optic neuritis. Um, it, it gives you um, a sense of a fuller awareness of, your, of space mm-hmm. so that when you're moving, you feel more supported and you feel more in contact with the ground or whatever you're touching. Mm-hmm. And if someone comes to you for a lesson when they first meet you, uh, they come to your studio, wh- what's, what's going to happen? Uh, what are, you, are you going to uh, maybe just say a word or two about, about what an Alexander lesson is like and specifically for someone with, with MS? Well, as strange as this sounds, because I have MS, um, people feel more comfortable because they see how how normal, quote, I look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and I tell them my story a little bit and they start easing down because they, they come in not knowing what to expect and very anxious and their, whatever it is, their spasticity or balance goes off Um, and just calming them down and talking about my own situation helps them to trust. Trust is very important in the Alexander Technique um, to really believe that it works Um, Mm -hmm. and not as a placebo but but really see and when they see me it makes a difference. Now I I know that no one wants to have MS but um, it really changes their view of what the Alexander can do, Alexander technique can do when they see me. So I, mm-hmm. I, they come in, I speak to them a lot about that. And then I, I work with just watching them move as I would anyone else and, um, and start seeing how I can, how we can work with the principles of the technique in their movement. And then we work on the table and it's just calming a lot of calming down of, of the nervous system because it's the secondary um, pain, the secondary anxiety that we're working with. Um, we're not going to cure the MS, but we're going to change the spasticity, the balance, the movement, and that's what we talk about and, and, um, and, and let them know that that this works, and I am a perfect example of how it how it can work. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say you you would observe them moving, I can imagine a listener who, with MS who's thinking, "I don't think I want to go to an exercise class." Um, mm-hmm. uh, what maybe you could say a word or two about what kind of movements you're talking about, yeah. and and what it is that you observe. Okay. What I'm talking about is just walking into my studio and sitting down mm-hmm. and coming over and um, handing me a book mm-hmm. or um, writing me a check <laughs> or, uh, or you know, uh, opening up the door. Mm-hmm. Just everyday movements that you do at home. I even have people come into my kitchen and wash a dish mm-hmm. if that's what they're having issues with. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just everyday activity, nothing that is an exercise. It's what you do in your everyday life, brushing your teeth, combing your hair, whatever you do. We work on that, that mm-hmm. kind of movement. And when you say we, we work on that, maybe mm-hmm. it would be useful to describe a little 
how you and and um, Alexander teachers generally mm -hmm. uh, work with a student because I think it's something that most people would not be familiar with who haven't had lessons. Mm -hmm. Well, we work on specific principles of of releasing the strong muscles of the neck so that the head balances and on top of your spine um, to allow to for you to internally expand and the spine to lengthen in both directions up and down and we're working with those principles in whatever movement you make so that that when you move your arm forward in space you're moving it with an oppositional force of your of your torso expanding and your arm moving forward and we are we're always moving forward in space or moving working with our arms forward and so we 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 do that we slowly watch what the movement is go back to the alexander principles which are pausing and awareness and 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 then thinking these specific ways of that Alexander um, came up with, which are what we call directions. Mm -hmm. So you're really getting people to t to take a closer uh, look at very simple activities that they perform all the time, mm -hmm. but to look at them from the point of view of things like are they inadvertently compressing themselves a mm -hmm. bit as they do something simple like oh, perhaps hand you a book or stand up from a chair, that kind of thing? Yes, overworking. Um, Doing more than they need to need do. Need to, yes. Yeah. Uh, and so you had mentioned earlier that you use uh, table work as part of your teaching uh, process. Could you say mm -hmm. a, a word or two about what that involves? Sure. You, um, you lie, it's it's a kind of massage table, and you lie on the table on your back. You keep your eyes open because we really want you to have um, use this in everyday life. And although you're lying down, you're not just going off like a massage or or other body work. You're involved so that I'm speaking to you, and I have um, hands on you, and we speak about different as my hands go on each part of you within the whole of yourself and um, we have conversations you um, I, I talk about the principles I ask you to think specific things and with my, with my hands and with my thought and the verbal instruction we start releasing you start releasing that extra tension that we all carry around and on the table you don't have First, the movement to be concerned about, um, and um, and second of all, you're you're not fighting gravity in the same way because you're you know you're lying down, and um, and it's it it I think it's very useful. It really changes mm -hmm. a person with and and they do very little effort. There's no effort, and it's a good way of learning not to do. Mm -hmm but to just be, and uh, people want to help me by lifting their leg or arm, and I just let them know that this they have the luxury of just being, of thinking and not having to move, and I move the body parts, the legs, the arms, the head, in a very gentle way. 
And and all of this is really um, uh, not just to become relaxed, as it were, but also to learn how you can be in activity with less less work going on. Exactly. So exactly. It's, uh, and um, uh, and and I do you um, do you suggest to your students that they do some uh, lying down or constructive rest, as it's sometimes called, on their yes. own? Yeah. Yes, I do to to all of my students, and I would say fifty percent do. That's that's do. a that's a good compliance rate. <laughs> I, I think I'm closer to thirty <laughs> percent. But um, and I would I, I I would think that for someone like someone who has MS or some other a similar uh, condition, uh, the ability to to take a, a ten or fifteen minute break and put themselves in a in a advantageous position on the floor with support under their head and mm-hmm. all the usual Alexander things would be an incredible benefit because it really uh, brings you back to yourself and uh, lets you experience doing less than you might think you have to do even just to lie down. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I They are aware that even lying down on the table, they're still not really on the table, they're still mm-hmm. holding and bracing, mm-hmm. and um, and they when they start realizing that, they really start working on it and doing mm-hmm. it on their own. Yes, mm-hmm. and it make it does make a difference mm-hmm. to for everyone, but especially especially with, for yeah yeah. Um, you know, we're we're getting a little bit towards the end, but I don't want to end before we before you just say a little bit about your own MS experience and how the Alexander technique helped you. Okay. I can also let you know what MS is. Yes, um, that little, would be good, little, too, for anyone uh, who's listening. Yeah, yeah. Um, the electrical impulses that come from the brain to the, to the neuropathways are, uh, that's, that's why it's called sclerosis, and there are uh, scars through and the the um, the electrical impulses do not go through and it could be a dartboard and you can throw this dart and it could be anywhere in your in your body anywhere it could affect you cognitively it could affect you um, the way you walk then your balance your eyes the way you speak it could do anything but there are there are certain uh, more likely symptoms like fatigue spasticity and balance that happen and the more and more you have what we call epi- what they call episodes, the more the brain is scarred and the impulses don't come through, and you, you can you you can be. I was paralyzed at one point, um, and you um, are not able. What you want to do is get not have those many episodes to to really to allow yourself to have as few as possible. Um, and there are medications that you can take, and there are ways to change that, like the Alexander Technique. And, um, and I think that that really explains it. It's just the myelin sheaths are then, which are wrapped around a nerve, mm-hmm. um, are scarred and, and, the, and the brain. Right. So, of course, the Alexander technique could would not. We wouldn't want to ever say it's a cure for MS or a cure for anything, really, because it's a a teaching method. But um, it's from reading uh, your bio information on your website, it seems like it did help you quite a bit. 
it 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 changed it it changed my my whole ms life um and that um <clears throat> i'm able to do actually the only the only thing that i have to t- really pay attention to is that i really need to take very good care of myself including working with the alexander technique but i do pay attention to my diet and uh, getting enough rest and what everybody else should do i really pay attention to doing mm-hmm. and 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 do it but it it changed my life in that when i have nerve ending pain on my left side i was paralyzed on my right side and um after i got over that um it left my left side with nerve ending pains and if I'm overtired or stressed, and we're always in this living in this confusion of stress, if I'm overtired and stressed, the nerve ending pains come back. And what I do is come back to myself and the technique, and I calm the nervous system down, and it literally goes away. It's below the level of my awareness. It's there all the time, but it's not where I really can feel it unless I'm thinking to it, unless I focus on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I stay with my whole self, I, it's nothing. It really feels like just minor, minor things. Um, and the fatigue is, other than taking care of myself and getting enough sleep and all, um, it gives me more energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel freer. I feel more powerful. I feel calmer. It's just a... One of my students just said, oh, my goodness, I feel powerful and calm. And that is just, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, this is just what happens. Yeah. And uh, could you maybe um, just say a word or two of how the what we've just been talking about with MS, how it uh, might extend to other um, neurological conditions? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Well, some of the some of the. Well, as I said, MS can can do anything to your body, and um, the part, for instance, I work with people with Parkinson's and spinal cord injury, and uh, the the dyskinesia that Parkinson people have when they, what I have discovered, when they calm the nervous system and let go of that extra tension, the kinesthesia really calms down, and they're able not to. Uh, move in that way as much and with um, spasticity with spinal cord injury it's the same as the you know it opens it up it releases it you're able to to move and hold on to things where your hand is not grabbing it's just open mm-hmm. um, so it, it it is similar it's mm-hmm. very similar mm-hmm. um, neurological diseases are become very similar um, is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to mention before we uh, bring the interview to a close? I I don't think so. I think that um, I think I really have said as well as I can say uh, um, how how it has helped me and how I see it helps students. Right. And in in terms of teachers, I'm. Mean, it's just very important for teachers to listen and um, and and just be very calm with the person and um, mm-hmm. and and that works. Well, we'll we'll do a second interview for Alexander teachers um, in just a moment. Um, oh. But um, so 
my my guest today has been Marta Curbello, who's an Alexander Technique teacher of some 25 years experience, who teaches in New York, in Norwalk, Connecticut, and in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, if anything that we've talked about intrigues you, uh, and certainly if you live anywhere where Marta lives, uh, uh, get hold of her. We'll put a link to her website by the interview. And if you live some, if you happen to live somewhere else and you're intrigued, we'll also put a link to a website where you can find a teacher anywhere in the world. Uh, Martha, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. <laughs> 